What's up, guys? Welcome to this latest episode of Q&A. This episode is uh, dedicated to my friend in Portugal. They know who they are. Thank you for your feedback. Um, I've got some questions <laughs> that uh, I'll be answering, hopefully, in this uh, short episode. Uh, I'm thankful and so grateful for your feedback because um, it gives me a bit more of a, a direction when it comes to producing this content. I mean, it's nice to always speak about what I want to talk about, but uh, you, the users, you have the power to uh, set the agenda. And uh, I can make episodes depending on what you want to talk about. That's half the fun of the, uh, that's half the fun of this uh, uh, whole series that I'm making for Q and A. You ask me the questions, and you'll hear it straight from my mouth right here. And you can hold me accountable. <laughs> so, uh, from my last uh, staring through my rearview mirror, my last uh, podcast, I got some uh, questions directly related to it and um, I'll go through systematically one by one I'll try and cover it in as much depth as possible but we only have so much time on the air so I can't really address anything in too much depth but I'll try and cover it and I hope it I hope it helps you understand more you know I haven't seen you in a long time and um, I hope I see you soon I really miss you you're one person that uh, I actually miss in uh, Kashita you're a great person and uh time constraints and a lot of other problems and life got in the way and uh, we couldn't really maybe spend as much time as um, would have been would have would have been um, it would have been perfect to spend more time with you for sure looking back such is life so the first uh, question was um, I made some uh, claims about how a lot of the people I felt that I've studied within this in this degree are like shitty people and um the question is like, why do you say that? And um, is it just a case of maybe me being too negative or pessimistic? Or maybe those people are not really bad people, but um, um, you've just seen them on a bad day or you've just seen them um, through one through one lens. And um, we're human beings at the end of the day. And uh, I definitely empathize with that. We all have our good days, our bad days. But uh, all I will say is this. These these people and and general and generally I do generalize a lot here, but I think I have the right to because I've spent a long time in medicine now. I'm not like a, I'm not new in this game. I've been here a long time. Um, the reason why I call them shitty by my standards is because I think it's more a question of uh, a mismatch of expectations. Like for example, if I had met these people that I'm currently graduating with, and I had met them through the process of studying law or studying business, or I was in the entertainment industry, or I was in, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, I was a musician trying to make hip-hop, whatever, I don't think I'd have the same sentiment towards these people. So to contextualize it, I always came into medicine thinking, you know, I'm a relatively good person, people have told me, like third-party people have told me, like, you know, you know, you'd be a good you'd be a good doctor. And that's one of the reasons why I went into medicine. Although my my head said, go do law, go do business. People close to me were like, you're a great guy. You'd be a great doctor. And that's one of the reasons why I actually finally committed to studying medicine and going abroad and um, going through the whole litany of uh, problems and 
uh, and all, and all, everything that this process has uh, created, that was one of the reasons because people told me that some of them family, some of them friends, some of them not family. So again, trying to be impartial here. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be biased, <clears throat> if that's possible. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, with medicine, I went in thinking that well, this is a, a profession where you're helping people, i.e. through medicine you're going to be improving people's lives you're going to be saving lives you're going to be administering drugs you're going to be uh, literally saving people's freaking lives therefore you'd think humanity would be a big part of it and um, I haven't found that to be the case and I haven't found that to be the case with people I study with although I should be more lenient with because we're all students at the end of the day we're all young and we're all growing so I've got to I've got to put that out there. But even with teachers and lecturers and professors and people that have been in this game for many many years, both in England and over here, um, and other countries also, um, excluding America, I should say. But um, I generally just see these 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 sets of characteristics that are quite you could say are incompatible with the profession. But lo and behold, they're very successful at their job and they pass exams and they're very successful people. And that brings me a lot of sadness because I feel like there's a lot of people in this field that shouldn't really be there. Um, but they're there because obviously they're smart enough to pass exams. They're pragmatic enough to have got through the process. But really the heart's kind of rotten. And that's maybe me being a bit spiritual. I don't consider myself a religious or spiritual person. But I feel like a lot of the core fundamentals are missing that are missing with these people who, through the eyes of a random civilian or whatever you want to call them, uh, people in society who are not in the medical profession, medical profession, they might look and be like, oh, these these are great people. They're doctors. But having been in the same boat as these uh, so-called people, I don't feel that same way. Um, so why do I think they're shitty people? Well, um, the things I'm not. Look, I'm being judgmental to a certain extent here. I have to disclaimer alert. I am being judgmental. And I've got to be careful with this because uh, not everybody is um, as bad as maybe I think. But the way I look at it is um, if you meet a people, if you meet somebody a thousand times or whatever, a hundred times, you can forgive them 10 times or 20 times for making a mistake or doing something that's not really right. But if they're doing it consistently year in, year out, um, then it's like, come on, this is a red flag. And uh, I've generally found that with people. People are generally stable. People generally don't change. Uh, maybe it's a bit, maybe people are, and mankind are a bit too optimistic when they meet people and they're like, oh, well, they're just having a bad day. I generally find the first time you meet someone, this is just personal experience, but the first time you meet someone, um, there are deviations where that, that person will fluctuate up and down. They will improve. They will maybe, maybe, they'll maybe deteriorate. But generally, people stay the same. People try and stay with the status quo or whatever their status quo is. People, and I guess if you want to look into psychology about this, it's because of the ego and the fulfillment and the protection of the ego. People don't really like to evolve and change drastically. Um, some of us do, but they're definitely a minority of people. So, for example, you'd think people that study medicine would be humanitarian, They'd be willing to help people. They'd be um, 
uh, what are the things, the concept of reciprocity would be big. Um, but it's just not there. And obviously, maybe it's just not there when they deal with me. But I've got enough people that are on the same boat as me who also have the same feeling. And I will try and bring them on the podcast and and uh, introduce uh, introduce you guys to to their opinions and insights. So hopefully my view will have a bit more clout, maybe, per se. Um, so yeah, for example, uh, through medical school, most people are so selfish. If there's one word I would attribute to why I think a lot of people are scum, it's just the concept of selfishness. People are just thinking about themselves all the freaking time. And it's the question of how can I pass this exam? How can uh, I get ahead uh, at any cost? And I think that's a problem. I think even if you're in business or if you're in other fields or specialities, that's fine. If you're an engineer, that's fine. If you want to build a bridge, you want to make sure that that bridge is the best bridge in the world. And you might have to, you know, spend a bit more money. But by any means necessary, you want to bring about a positive change. And that's cool. But when you're dealing with people, as you are in this profession, I think there should be a basic moral fabric, a basic set of principles that should be adhered to. and I just generally don't see that. And um, that's one of the reasons why I say people are shitty. Because, for example, I see a lack of compassion. I see a lack of empathy. I see a lack of uh, reciprocity. Um, uh, I see a lot more of a, a, a power play game where people will help you, but then they expect something back. Uh, I have a few colleagues here, and they're basically my social cohort, who uh, are the exception to the rule. They definitely um, help without expecting to to receive something back, and that's why we gel. Um, but they are a minority, and it's really sad because it's often these people that have hard, have had the hardest experience. So it's no surprise that most of my colleagues and friends that I spend time with here, they've been just like me. They've been through hell and back. Some of them have been through worse experiences than me. And um, that's why I call these people shitty. It's not because um, I'm making some moral judgment over them. I just don't think it's, uh, what's the word? Um, these people are not exhibiting um, characteristics that are congruent with the profession. But again, I'm, I'm waking up and realizing now that this field is not as as nice and humanitarian as I actually thought going into it. And that's another reason why I don't see myself long-term being in this game. I don't see myself long-term being in the medical health field simply because of that. Unless I, I find myself in a situation where I'm in, for example, America, that's a different episode I'll, I'll touch on, or I'm in a different system where uh, those concepts and those uh, characteristics and those traits are a lot more, uh, what's the word, are a lot more common. But in Europe, uh, uh, where I've been, no, it just doesn't exist. Um, to the levels that I think are satisfactory. Um, now, the second question. Excuse me while I have a talk of my uh, hookah today. Um, the second question posed to me was, well, if uh, you don't see yourself staying long-term in the medical game, where do you see yourself 20, 30 years from now? Um, put it this way, I'd be a bit of an idiot if I was to uh, make any bold uh, 
proclamations at this stage um, because I'm very aware of my own limitations and I'm only one person um, and I'm at the whim of so many things, uh, the environment, so many things. Um, I have a general route figured, but um, let's just say this. It's easier sometimes to say what won't work as opposed to what will work. It's easier to exclude things than to say, okay, this is what I'll do. Uh, I'm definitely at that process right now where I'm excluding things. So I'm excluding medicine um, in the UK and, and in Europe in general, to be honest with you. Um, I'm reminded from this, uh, from this, when this question was posed to me, I'm reminded of, uh, I think it was either Henry Ford or who was it? No, it's not, sorry. It's actually Jack Welsh, the former CEO, CEO of General Electric, who's considered like a, a god in, a, in the business world. Um, in one interview, he said that if you're not coming to business, if you're not coming to your job every day and thinking of ways to push things forward and to push the envelope and to change things and to take risks and to keep pushing the borders and the boundaries, then basically quit the game. Go kill yourself, basically. And that might sound extreme, extreme, but I definitely believe in that. And I don't see a lot of wriggle room in this profession, where I'm based anyway, to be able to push the envelope. Medicine generally is a very, you could say, um, hierarchical, uh, tick box um, system, where it's a question of ticking boxes and jumping through hoops, as opposed to innovation. And what can we do to improve things drastically? Maybe sometimes at the cost of short-term results. I generally don't see that in healthcare and in medicine in general. Definitely in Europe. Abroad, yeah. In America, for example, yeah. And, you know, it's no surprise, um, um, although in the media might portray that America has, has a pretty bad uh, healthcare system, but if you look at technologies and you look at, if you have money and if you have dough in America, you do have the best healthcare system, best healthcare system in the world. Like um, every book ever written that's quoted today in medicine, the authors are American. They're, they're from American hospitals. The latest technologies and advancements in medicine, in surgery, is all in America, and there's a reason for that. Um, so basically, yeah, that's why I don't think I'll be in medicine. Um, I want to basically align myself uh, to a field where I'm actually encouraged. Um, one of my personal coaches at the moment says that he's in the business of rewarding people that take risks. That's a beautiful concept, and I fall in love with that. And hopefully, you know, if I ever get to run my own company one day, my employees, I will definitely reward them for taking risks, even if it means short-term detrimental costs, because that's where you get growth, and that's where all future progress depends on. So yeah, I don't know specifically right now, but um, uh, we'll touch maybe upon that on on a later date. Um, and what else? What other questions were uh, put to me? Um, let me get this uh, straight. Um, when I when I've made uh, sweeping judgments about people, don't get me wrong. I never close the door on anybody. Uh, I'm always a, a pretty open book and. I always leave room for people to come back into the fold. But generally, from what I've seen, um, there's not too many people that um, um, I see potential for, for uh, changing for the better. 
And that's one of the reasons why, again, I don't want to go to my graduation because I don't want to really be spending time with people that I consider fake. Um, like, yeah, there's no point me investing more time there. Um, although, I, although a really good point that was made by, by this listener was graduation is more about your parents than, than yourself. And that's something I'll definitely be thinking about. I haven't fully bought onto the idea yet. Um, I think it's a really good point that, you know, graduation is about your parents and how they want to see the fruits of maybe their labor. And, and I do get that. I definitely empathize with that. But um, I just think it's I can do a graduation back in back in home when I land, for example. I don't need to do it over here. And just the way that I feel with this place, like it's not a place I really want to be exposing um, people to people I care about anyway, not not family members. Even if it is for a few days, I wouldn't want them to to come here. I mean, um, I remember still vividly when my mom first came to uh, Czech Republic, which was a much better place than here. And she actually came to my flat and she cried. And uh, I never asked her why she was crying when she saw me and where I was living. But it's pretty obvious that, you know, she saw like it wasn't perfect and the situations weren't ideal the environment or whatever and to, to, for the record I was living in a pretty nice place it's just you know these places are so different from um, maybe where, where, where we're from originally where we're living um, it, again it makes me grateful for for living say in England it really puts things in context um, and definitely one of the one of the benefits of this degree I mean don't get me wrong I, I'm shitting a lot of medicine but it's definitely given me a hell of a lot of good stuff as well um, through pain but it's definitely been advantageous like every time I go back home I'm so grateful to be back home now growing up in England I was so spoiled maybe that I just thought that this was the way things were and coming over here and studying I realized that oh shit it's not um, Europe is actually quite different even within Europe forget going to the Far East or uh, going West Coast or like going to America like things are really different just within Europe and um, I've got to I've got to thank uh, this this experience for that. And yeah, I think as a fitting climax to this episode, uh, today is uh, Ramadan. It's the first day of uh, Ramadan, I guess, where uh, Muslims around the world, globally will be fasting for the next one month. They'll be fasting in the daytime and um, going without food and water for the whole day until uh, sunset where they'll break the fast. And um, I don't consider myself a, a super religious uh, person, but there's something very, very admir admirable about the whole process of what Muslims go through. Um, if you look at it objectively, there's no other people um, on the face of the planet that for a whole month will you could say go through as much sacrifice as uh, as practicing Muslims. So shout out to them. Um, there's definitely some kudos to you there, especially with the current political times um, and how Muslims are generally portrayed. I think it's really, really, it's a really nice thing that, that they're doing. I mean, what other group of people will for 30 days deprive themselves of such basic, simple pleasures, such as food and water and entertainment, just for the sake of, this idea that maybe it will it will pay dividends when they die and on judgment day that's a really beautiful concept i'm going to try and get into it uh, i'll be fasting i think it's uh, it's really nice
And uh, again, this just, you know, this is just showing you, like, I don't fully understand everything, but I'm pretty open-minded. And if there's something I can take, I'll, I'll run with the ball. If you give me the ball, I'll run with it. So, for example, at the moment, um, I don't really fully understand the spiritual complexities of fasting, but I don't have to. I'm still going to engage in it just with the idea and the hope that I can take something positive from it. Um, I don't need to be a, a scholar or, or someone um, super, super religious to get the benefit from it. And, and that's one of the benefits of, of I think, um, mainstream religion today. There is definitely a role in, in society today for it. Um, and I think it's just a case of cherry-picking what, what works for you. But there's definitely some great fundamentals. And going back to religion, for example... Uh, given the timing of this episode. Um, just like in business, they say fundamentals are so important. One of the great one of the great uh, business, uh, you could say, masterminds of the last century uh, is Warren Buffett and um, his, uh, you could say, partner in crime, Charlie Munger. And they always say that put, the, put first things first. And they have a famous uh, adage that they've coined in the last 20, 30 years, which is deal with what's on your desk and deal with everything else later. Finish what's on your plate, basically. That's the basic rule that they prescribe and that they basically, uh, you could say, try and pummel their their, uh, fan base with every year at their conference. Um, They say to people, finish what's on your plate first. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. So with that same context, I'll try and apply it to medicine. Um, I find that a lot of people are trying to maybe become surgeons or trying to make major inroads into medicine, but they haven't got boxes one, two, or steps one, two, three ticks. And um, you can take this, uh, you can take this across different fields, but if you're trying to be a good doctor and you don't know the basics of reciprocity and treating human beings with just basic respect, what hope do you have for being a great doctor? Like for me, that's just common sense, but it obviously isn't because a lot of people don't exhibit it. Um, so I hope that puts into context why I feel maybe the way I feel about medicine and the profession in general. But time, time is the ultimate test. And just like making a good hookah, you can have the best tobacco, you can have the best rig, but if you don't put your coals on for 15 minutes or 10 minutes before you start smoking, it won't it won't be a great experience. If you try and force it, you need a certain number of hours on the clock in anything in life. So don't get me wrong. People who are at the initial stages of the medical career, I won't be too... Uh, I'm a lot more forgiving of. But people who are higher up the food chain, people that are in sixth year, fifth year, doctors, qualified, post-qualification... I don't really have much respect for because, look, you've had the time on the clock and uh, what have you done with it? You know, you've got this opportunity. You better make the most of it. And um, I think for that reason, I think a lot of my opinions are justified, but we'll see. And um, I think that's enough for today. I don't know the topic for my next uh, podcast. I'll either be another Q&A or it'll be another looking through my rear view mirror. We'll see. If there's any other questions, guys, just uh, message me on Instagram in a DM. 
or uh, I'll just keep pumping content out. I'm going to hopefully have some more of my uh, colleagues, hopefully, in this podcast. But unfortunately, some of them are not available at the most at the moment. So just bear with me. And uh, I hope this content for now is uh, satisfying you. I hope you've had a great day. And, uh, and uh, yeah, keep on doing what you're doing.